Hello and welcome to the PE Plus podcast. This is Alejandro Orozco. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite activities, favorite lessons. It is called the Pony Express. Now, a few years ago, I came up with this lesson and, and I look forward to implementing it every year. And in fact, whenever I'm invited to teach a PE lesson at another school, for example, my wife may invite me over, maybe I have a day off in my district, but she doesn't, or I'm on vacation and her district isn't, I'll go over there and I'll teach a PE lesson to her class or also some of her friends' classes. And this is my very first lesson that I want to have the kids participate in because it doesn't really require much equipment and it gets the kids to work really hard. They get really into it. They're exhausted by the time they're done. So it's a great workout, no equipment. You too will be able to do this at your site with the exception of schools that don't have a lot of space. So the current school that I'm in right now, Advanced Learning Academy in Santa Ana, does not have much space. We're, the size of my blacktop area, I do not have a field, is as wide as one and a half cars and as long as three school buses. But that's not a continuous space. Within that space, there's poles and there's stairs and it kind of makes a turn a little bit. There's lunch tables in the way, so it's not a continuous space. So I don't have much to work with. And I wish I could have the students participate in the Pony Express at my current school, but I need a larger, larger space. So let me explain this lesson. It is a relay race, but not just any relay race. There is some history added to it and some additional elements to increase the competitiveness and therefore the output of the students. So the reason why it's called the Pony Express is because I remember when I was in eighth grade, I learned about the Pony Express at MacArthur in Santa Ana, where I was a student. So my eighth grade teacher, Mr. Birch, was an awesome teacher. I credit him for a lot of successes that I've experienced in the classroom because of the what I've learned from him and just the attitude towards how to be a student that I learned from Mr. Birch. And I believe if it wasn't for him, I would not be married to my wife because <laughs> that's a longer story on how that ended up working out. My wife did not, was not in that classroom and she did not go to that school, but I don't want to get sidetracked. So let's move on with the Pony Express. I learned about it in eighth grade. And so when I was teaching middle school, it made sense to teach him a little bit of a history lesson and get him active. So this is how I prepare for this lesson. I create some visual aids just using a plain sheet of paper. And I go on to describe what the Pony Express was because I may have sixth graders in there so they may not have heard of the Pony Express. So I'll give them a, a short history about what it is, what year it began, the purpose of it was to deliver mail across the United States before there was trains or airplanes. And so these people had to ride horses as fast as the horse could go jump off the horse, switch onto a new horse, continue riding. And what I like about using the Pony Express example 
is these writers were the age of the middle school students. And so I'll go on to tell them how they were usually orphans because it was a very dangerous job and you may get killed. So it would have been more difficult to try to track down the parents of a child and let them know that their son was killed by robbers or Native Americans along the journey. So it was a little easier if they were orphans. So I'll talk about how they advertise for orphans and some of the things that they carried, such as a horn to warn the next station that they're approaching to have the horse ready. They would carry a weapon to protect themselves. So immediately they're really hooked because the riders were their age. So they can imagine themselves on a horse riding across the United States. So the visual aids would just be images of like the horn and the horse and like a little map of from where they would start and just little visual aids that go along with the story. And after I go over the story and you can get more details, just you can search online and decide what details you want to share with them. The next step is to get them in teams of five. And here is how I prepare them for it. I let them know that they need to select a team, team members that are going to work just as hard as they are. So if they're a really hard worker, they're going to want to team up with people who are also hard workers because every person in their team is going to make a difference to their performance. So that's kind of how I set it up. Pick people who are going to work just as hard as you. And most of them know who to select. <laughs> and they kind of self-separate and just with that kind of description. And the other materials that you're going to need to have is note cards and a marker and pencils. So I, once they're seated in teams of five, I pass out one note card to each team and a pencil. And they need to write down every student's name on that note card. And then I will send them off to different corners of a field. So if you have a soccer field, for example, you can send one student to each corner. And the student with the note card stays with you. And they're going to follow you to one of the corners. And that will be the starting line. And so if you look at it, there's two students from each team at your corner. One of those students has a note card. And on the other three corners, there is another student from each of their team. When you blow the whistle, the student with a note card only will run to the nearest corner. So all students run to the same corner. When they get to the, cor to the corner, they're going to pass their note card to the person from their team that's at that corner. Once they pass the note card, the runner who just passed the note card will stay there. Now the new partner with the note card will run to the other corner and hand the note card to their teammate that's waiting at that corner. And now the new runner will run to the next corner, pass the note card to the next partner. The new partner will run back at this point to the starting line where the teacher where you are standing and before that runner passes it to the student that's at the same corner you are at they're going to hand it off to you once you get their note card you put a tally mark with the marker and then hand them back 
the note card and they'll hand it to their partner or you can just hand it directly to the new partner. After a while, you'll figure out, okay, who their partner is and then they'll repeat it. So each time that note card returns back to where you're at, the starting line, you put a tally mark and then hand the note card back to the team. And you need to, the way I do it, is time it. So time the activity. So let's say it's 15 minutes or it's 20 minutes. So that way, when the 20 minutes is up, is up, every team turns in their note card and then now you can say, okay, this team, you got 21 laps. This team got 17. When you repeat this activity with your other classes, you can say, okay, the highest score is 21. So it gets competitive because now students are going to try and beat another team's score or you can say the sixth grade record is or so oftentimes they'll separate and they'll, all girls are on one team and then all boys are on one team. So you'll say, well, the fastest score for a girl team or a female team is so forth. So by having or doing this activity for a set amount of time, it allows other classes to try and compete against their friends from the other periods. And so it, it creates that competitive aspect to it. And what happens is the students will start talking to each other during, in between classes or during lunch, and they'll say, oh, what was your score? What was your score? So they, get, they really get into it. Now, just for, for funsies, I'm going to go over just a few more things, what I like about this lesson. It's kind of like, well, it is interval training, high-intensity interval training. They sprint, and then they rest. And they think, they're like, okay, now I get the rest. But because everyone in their team is sprinting, that no card gets back to them quick. And as time goes on, you'll see them just laying on the floor, not talking, just like breathing hard, tired. And then their friend will be approaching. They're like, already? It happens all the time. And it's, so it's really great. So this is why I tell the students, pick a team that's going to work just as hard as you. Because maybe... They consider themselves fast, but their best friends, they're, maybe they don't work as hard as they do or they're not as fast. So they'll end up teaming up with someone who is just as fast or is going to work just as hard as them. And really, it's, speed is important, but really it's the performance. Like, Are they going to put in their best effort every time? And that's what I love about this. It's every kid will step up. I really love it. And if you're using a soccer field, it, they're running a short leg, like the width, and then a long leg, which is the length of a soccer field. So when you look at it, they'll run, they'll sprint a short distance, and then they'll rest, and then they'll sprint a long distance. And that I love standing at the corner where they approach me from the long, from the length of the soccer field. So that way I can see them progress. A lot of times the student will start off fast and they'll start burning out and then some other student will come up behind them and I'll start yelling at the student, hurry, let's say Amy's in front and kind of running out of gas. And then behind her is Jane. I'm like, run, Amy, Jane's right behind you. She's going to catch you. And all of a sudden they find that, that extra gear and they start pushing. So I love it. That only happens if you're on the at the corner of the long side.
because it gives you enough time to kind of for them to adjust their speed and all that fun stuff. If you're on the corner where they're coming at you from the shorter distance, then you don't really get that experience. And like towards the end, I'll play a few mind tricks on the students. Let's say Amy's running towards me again. And I'll say, Amy, she's right behind you. She's going to catch you and hurry. Um, and then you'll see that they're going to turn back. And I'll say, don't turn back. Just run, just run. And they'll start going faster, but there really isn't anyone behind them. And so I'll just you know, use that as a tool to get them to push harder. And then when they get to the corner and then and they do eventually look back, there's no one there. And so they'll start laughing when after they catch their breath, of course. And so I like just doing that, kind of gets them to find that extra gear just to, just to tease them a little bit. So that's Pony Express, teams of five. You can tell the students, you can be in a team of four, but you're going to be extra tired. They think like, oh, all I need is four because there's four corners, but you need a, that fifth person. And if for some reason it doesn't work out that way, what you can do is you can, ahead of time, approach another PE teacher and ask them, oh, can I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need like two students. Can I borrow two students who like to run? And they'll usually let you borrow some students. I've also, actually, I should have mentioned this earlier. This activity is much better if you combine two classes or even three classes. Because even though it seems crowded, it's, it's not going to be that crowded because after a few minutes, everyone's kind of spread out as some classes run fast, some teams run faster than others. And when there are more people, let's say running that long leg, the students run faster. When, it's, when they're the only one, they won't go as fast. But when there's a bunch of students, if there's someone in front of them to try and catch up to, they'll run fast. If they feel like people are running up behind them, they're going to run faster to stay in front. So doing this activity with two classes or three classes is you're going to get better results, better performance, better output from the students. So by having larger group to pull from, in case your class doesn't have enough kids, you can borrow some from the other class. You can have them all mix so they can make a team of five from any, from, from any they can pick students from their class or from another class. And so you can decide how you want to do that. But it's one of my favorite, favorite lessons. I'll do this, when I, like I said, when I go to other schools to teach a lesson. It's one of the first things I do. And then after that, they're afraid of me because I, they think I'm going to make them run as hard as they did that one time. But they really do enjoy it, especially the kids who love to run. They love this. The students who don't like to run, they love it too because they get to rest so definitely check it out. Send me your feedback. Let me know how it goes. You can email me at orozcoalex at me.com, O-R-O-Z-C-O-A-L-E-X at me.com, M-E. Until next time, adios.